wonderful friend, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Kurita, your host, and thank you for tuning in. It's our pleasure to welcome you to the program. Please stay with us for this hour as we are going to talk about something very important. And uh, every program, you know, we do, we want to talk about important things because uh, we live in such a time that uh, we need to be very alert and know what's going on. We were um, approaching um, this uh, theme, uh, the Bible, Jesus and end times. Every single person, I believe, on this planet Earth, they asking some question questions in regard to this, because as you look around, you see that things are, uh, are really happening. And, um, yeah, there are a few questions which will, uh, will just, uh, bring to your attention and in particular the one which we want to deal with it, uh, today. You can be part of this, uh, part of this program, uh, uh, my dear friend. Hey, you know by now, if you are, um, frequent listener to Faith FM uh, that you can send us a text message with your thoughts, a question and um, you know just a comment. I love uh, some of the messages coming through and we may have time to go through some of uh, those ones um, in the for the previous days. But today you can be part of the program and you need to send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And this is the number where you can SMS us. And on this number, make sure that you have it, uh, yeah, safe there. Uh, we'll come with the offer just a little bit later. But I would like to say hello to our co-host uh, today and it's good to have with us Tracy. Hi, Nick, and hi to all the listeners. Nice to be back after a break last week. Yes, well, uh, it's good to have you back. Uh, um, you know, uh, we start to to kind of uh, know uh, how to bounce on, on yes, each other. And, yes, and that's and it's a important thing, isn't it, yeah. about uh, getting to know people better, mm. that we, you know, we, we learn our different quirks about each other and, uh, you know, the, the more time we spend with each other, the more uh, we know each other and we mm. can work together more effectively. Yes, and particularly when you do a live program, you know, it's it's important to be able to complement and to, you know, to yeah. help each other because sometimes, you know, we can have uh, all those uh, little things, you know, uh, going on and it's really good to have, um, to have you with us, yeah. And it's good when you've got your brain in Romanian, you know, you're bringing out some things about... Uh, um, uh, uh, you're, you're embellishing some of the things that we're talking about based on your Romanian past. Mm. And there might be some, you know, interesting words and things that come out that I kind of sometimes feel I need to do a little bit of translation yes. for, for the listeners. Not often. And, you, and, you, and you're speaking <laughs> Italian, actually. That's a good thing because, uh, yeah, Romanian, it's uh, very, um, close. Yeah. With so, 
Italian language. By Wait. the way, I just read something here, and I yeah. could not help but just say this. Yeah. May not. Uh, it's a bit of uh, topic. Topic, but uh, I read the other day that um, as Romanians they speak uh, Latin, a Latin language. Uh, many people believe that they, they we are coming from the Romans. But I just read that in Vatican, actually, in the archives of Vatican, uh, there is a documentary there and everything like that that the Romans comes from the Romanians. <laughs> you may laugh at this. You know what you made. Me, you know why I laughed because you made me think because I used to be married to a Greek man years and years and years and years ago, and he had an uncle where anything that was good and smart and knowledgeable, anything in this world. Originated from the Greeks, <laughs> you know. So you just made me think about that. But, but <laughs> it could be possible. Uh, but. It could be. But hey, it's good to have with us also today uh, our good friend uh, David Lima from Family Voice Australia. Welcome, David. Well, thanks, Nick. Uh, lovely to be with you and Tracy and all of the listeners. Well, we have a very important uh, topic uh, mm. today because we ask uh, a question also: How do I live in the waiting time? Now, the, the whole theme was about the Bible, Jesus, and end times. There were a few questions which we look into already, like, uh, did Jesus ever talk about end times? And then we ask a question, should we all become preppers? Now, what that means, preppers? It's about, it's a very big movement, actually, uh, around the world, but in particular in the States, actually, more than maybe other places, uh, that people realizing that something is going to happen, an apocalyptic event, and they try to prepare themselves. I mean, mm. digging all sorts of holes under the ground and bunkers and so on and so forth. And they are called preppers. Should we all become preppers? Or the Bible tells us uh, some more information how to live in the end times. Then another question, does talking about the end times make me an alarmist? I think this is a very good question because uh, lots of people will say that, hey, hang on a second, you are just uh, uh, panicking. And they would have called Noah an alarmist. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was a bit of a talk about that, uh, mm-hmm. Noah and his time. And then just the other day, uh, uh, we asked uh, again a question, uh, apocalyptic books, should they scare me? Uh, now, I came across many good friends, I mean, believers, Christians, who will say um, not to read the books of, uh, for example, Revelation or even Daniel in the Old Testament because they are, um, uh, you know, you know, full of all sorts of sceneries and things and uh, symbols and stuff like that. And it can be a bit too scary. We should only talk about, you know, uh, the gospel. The gospel, of the, for example, the four gospels and so on and so forth, which is great, wonderful. But why are these books in the Bible? What's the reason with these books? Did God have a plan uh, for us to know a bit more? And that's why we are going to ask this question today. How do I live in, in the waiting time? Because uh, it's important to know was the time we live in to know the signs of the time Jesus foretold us many things but how we live in these uh, times and my dear friend you may have a um, question and a thought in regard to this why not to jump on your device on your phone there and send us a text message to 04 
888-808-1. You may just want to say hello to us and we'll be very uh, pleased and appreciate that. Uh, let us know where you're listening from. And, um, we always enjoy looking at the text, don't we? Oh, look at this person, where they're from. And, yes. Yeah, it's and nice. O- actually, we had... Um, we feel more connected when we hear day, from you. Correct. Yeah. And the other day, we had quite a, a good um, long text here from somebody uh, talking about the persecution in Russia, for example, oh. with uh, mm-hmm. with some of the churches there. Mm. And um, yeah, we, we may come to that. But I, I just like to come now to uh, David. David, under this segment, which we'll call it uh, World Watch, but we have a lot of things recently when under our nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. <laughs> uh, things happening um, uh, right here in in Australia and. I really appreciate, David, you uh, bringing to our attention, you know, some of the uh, specific things because you are very um, committed to stand up mm. for the, in particular, for the family unit and the yes. rights and and protection about family. And there are lots of things happening right now. I mean, can you share with us uh, what's going on? In legislation even uh, right now. Sure. Well, it's not been a very happy week in that respect, Nick and Tracy, because we've learned recently that the government is providing funding for prostitution services for certain uh, NDIS clients. This is what we're calling government-sponsored abuse. Mm. So uh, people who have disabilities will, some of them, under certain conditions, will be able to access prostitution at your expense and mine, we're the taxpayers of Australia. And this is uh, incredible because we know that prostitution is is inherently degrading and harmful mm. to all who are involved, and it's mainly women who are involved in prostitution as, as those who provide the so-called sexual service. But it's been clearly linked to mental and physical trauma. And how on earth our federal government can spend taxpayer money on increasing the abuse of women in particular Mm. just beggars belief so we live in very strange times and (laughs) we do look forward to the lord's return to sort Mm. things out but in the meantime of course we have work to do here because we're not to be found just praying and waiting Mm -hmm. but praying and working Uh, jesus spoke about the Master who will be pleased to see his workers at work when he returns. And we certainly have work to do in relation to protecting women mm-hmm. from this abuse. So many other nations of the world have been moving away from uh, from sort of accepting so-called sex work. Uh, the term prostitution is more accurate, but... Uh, mm. It's often called sex work, and there are certainly many women who, who, who try to earn money through this... Uh, Although the story has been told about uh, women in prostitution who probably, f- uh, in retrospect, by the time they've been ripped off and, and lost so much money and spent other money on drugs and alcohol to numb the pain, they would have been better off just getting an ordinary <laughs> nine-to-five mm, job like the rest mm. of us. So there's no money to be made mm. in prostitution. Uh, mainly it's women who are trapped because of illiteracy or because of abuse or who knows what the reason might be, but seeing that they may have few choices, they go into prostitution. And another story was told about a a friend of ours at Family Voice who, uh, as a single mother with three kids, no fridge, kids sleeping on on mattresses on the floor, she was invited to become a prostitute. She thought, well, 
I'll just I'll just pay off a few bills. All right. Uh, Twenty years later, she was still still in the game. Yeah. So it's it's addictive. It's a trap. It's mentally and physically damaging, and it's so wrong that our government would be spending taxpayer dollars to enable people who are suffering from a disability to be able to access prostitution services. Yeah. And did you ask yourself, David, uh, a question? I mean, why would the government consider that? What's in the mind um, in regard to mm. the people with disability or, you know, uh, what? Yeah. Well, once they may think that they're missing out of, yes. on something which is, uh, you know, uh, in a normal uh, relationship, okay, may occur. Uh, Occur, yeah. uh, that's what they're thinking, or uh, in part, yes. But if someone's got a disability, why should that prevent them from building relationships with people? You know, mm. we've we've learned to to work with people who have particular challenges, and we're trying to integrate them as much as possible. The trouble is, once prostitution is legalised, the, the trade is legalised, which uh, is in every state now except mm. for South Australia, then the the moral argument is rather diminished and it's left to people like us at Faith FM and Family Voice, etc., to, to say, no, there is still a higher standard here. And this one certainly doesn't even pass the pub test, mm. uh, so to speak. And David, uh, so I would say too that this is also a reflection of how... Um, sexual centric mm. our society is these days that they think that it's an impossible situation for somebody to be in a situation mm. without mm. Um, uh, having sexual relations as part of their life you know almost like without allowing them to have that we are in some way um not enabling them to have a full and normal life, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and God shows, you know. I mean, God's Word tells us that that is something that is to be kept Correct. for a husband and a wife. Mm, mm. Um, and, and this society has made us, and media and everything, has made us think that if this is not a big part of your life, then something's wrong yeah. and you're missing out, mm. you know. So yeah. the, the very fact they want to pass legislation about it, you know, says how how wrong and how upside down everything mm. is these mm. days. But you, you know what else came in my mind, um, David and Tracy, is that, you know, in these days, even family, David, as I said, you are very keen on, uh, on see a healthy family. Uh, these days, people are so much under pressure that uh, allows even the toddlers, uh, the, the children, you know, to be exposed to uh, wrong things just because they don't have time for them. Because the pressure is on with, um, you know, with life and uh, the expectation of all the things. Is that a sign that uh, our government is, n instead of taking care in other ways about these uh, people, that they're just giving like the uh, something uh, to... Uh, to Shut them up. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm not done. sure. What What's your uh, thought about this? Well, uh, I'm not sure what the rationale of government is at times. Uh, mm. It's <laughs> illogical behaviour is rather hard to decode. But certainly it's the case in many other countries around the world that the prostitution trade is being vigorously discouraged. So here in Australia, we're going the wrong way. Mm. Mm. Not good. Hey, um, 
Yeah, it's a disturbing thing, but uh, thanks, David, for uh, bringing to our attention uh, uh, this. And my dear friends listening today, you have a voice, as uh, David said, and we, each one of us, we could uh, stand up and say about these things because in the end, uh, all these provisions, you know, are uh, to be from your pockets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, yes. Well, hey, I think this one goes uh, quite uh, well, with what we are going to talk today, because uh, uh, my dear friend listening today, you know, we are wondering how you cope with everything what's going on in this world. And as I said, looking to those questions I mentioned a bit earlier, uh, you know, we can fall into one extreme or the other. We can, you know, be disturbed. But how do I live? in the waiting time. When I say waiting time, it will be very short time. We're not talking about here endless uh, waiting time. Jesus told us about the signs of the time and we see things happening right now under our own um, eyes. Uh, Well, we know we are in the time of the end Yes, based on what the Bible says. So we are in that waiting time, aren't we? We don't know when Jesus will return, but we are in that waiting time. Mm. All right, let's just go for a quick break and we'll be back with you. Stay with us here on Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And it's wonderful to have Adventist World Radio uh, supporting us and they do a wonderful work all around the uh, the globe. Um, I'm just, uh, I just want to ask this question, Tracy. Just to start with, um, what instructions does Jesus gave us to be able to know how to live in this waiting time? Uh, well, um, Jesus gave us instructions in Matthew 24, uh, 3 to 14. He talks about um, what uh, the signs of the times are going to be. So that's what I was saying to you earlier, Nick, that uh, you know, he talks about you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So we know that this is what I was saying. We know that we are in the end times. Mm. None of us know how long these end times will last for, but we know from the signs that we are in those end times. And now. we are in that period that we talked about just in other programs, the, the birth pain. Um, uh, we can see that uh, the, um, how you call that, uh, help me with this one, when that happens, you know, all the contractions happen. Yeah. What, what, how it's called that period when that starts until the... That's labor. Uh, the labor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, uh, I mean, n- not the labor uh, party. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking at this sign in the Matthew 24, Actually, we we are under this labor. Mm, mm, yeah. Now, things will just um, happen more frequently. Uh, we'll be able to see that because that's what Jesus told us. 
Well, it's really interesting, isn't it, that he gave us the analogy of of the labour mm. situation where it naturally happens that the contractions are fewer and less intense mm-hmm. and then the closer that it gets towards the actual arrival of the baby, uh, it's uh, the, the contractions are more and more frequent and more and more intense in terms of how painful they are. And you'll not mistaken that, even though you may end up going to the hospital and still be delayed, uh, maybe yes. for a short period yeah, of time. interesting, yeah. You see? <laughs> but that doesn't mean that will be another few months. Yeah, and the baby, when he's ready, to, he or she is ready to come, he's ready to come. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know. It, Even you if you're get, ready, prepared or not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you might get, you know, those false things that you think it's think it's happening now, but then, you know, the contractions, they kind of start to go back again and, mm. and, and uh, reduce in frequency. Sometimes that does happen with a, with a labour situation, but we know that, you know, in the end there will just be much more intensity. Yeah. And, and even the disciples, when Jesus was talking about these things, they were kind of, you know, on their toes, you know, uh, how these things will happen and what's the sign and also all sorts of things. And Jesus started to tell and teach them mm. through a series of Parables. Mm, mm-hmm. Would you be able to help us to to take us through some of those uh, parables and to learn what was the um, you know substance? Well, the parable that I really wanted to focus on today was the parable of the talents, mm. um, Nick. And uh, I think it's best if I actually read that out. That's in Matthew twenty five fourteen to thirteen, and obviously there were other other parables as well. I think maybe perhaps some of them were uh, discussed earlier this week. We had the parable of the fig tree, Mm -hmm. which is about, you know, you can tell from looking at the fig tree when the the fruit is is ready to come and when it's time for... Spring to to come, yes. Yeah, when Mm. it's time for the the fruit to mature and and the fruit is is ready. And then there was a parable of the wise and foolish virgins Mm. where, you know, all ten of them fell asleep, but but half of them were prepared with their oil and half won't. Weren't, but today, yeah. I, as I said, I want to focus on the parable of of the talents. And, and uh, just before you start reading, yeah. because uh, if uh, yeah, we dealt with some of these parables even during the week. And mm. if you miss some of these programs, uh, my dear friend, there is always an uh, opportunity to go back and listen to our programs. Uh, why not to visit our website, faithfm.com.au, or if you have our um, uh, app on your device, FaithFM Australia. That will be really helpful. You can go back and listen to any of the programs. You may, probably you are able to listen to just a portion of the program, but the good thing is that we have them stored there and you can listen on your um, own time. Yes. Yeah, so as I said, it's the parable of the talents, Matthew 25, 14 to 30. So the par- uh, it starts off, and this is um, Jesus speaking. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who 
had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Lord, look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm. So, uh, it's actually really, really interesting, um, uh, this this uh, parable. And I did a little bit of research on this and I found out that the original Greek word for talent is, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, talantos, which refers to quantity. And one of the things that um, jumps out to me from this parable is the fact that um, the talent that's spoken of can actually apply to a number of things. It can apply to spiritual gifts which are given to us. It can apply to talents which are given to us. And it can apply on or more natural gifts if you like. And it can also apply to resources that are that are given to us, I think. Mm. Um, but one of the things that, that really point that really kind of jumped out to me when I was uh, studying it uh, for today um, was the fact that uh, this parable talks about things that are given from this Lord mm-hmm. to his servants. So all of these things are things which are given to, if we, we want to say that Jesus was using this as an, an analogy as this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. So this is where we're looking at what has God given us? All right, that's a very interesting point, uh, Tracy, because God is equipping us for the times uh, we live in. Uh, each generation, you know, we have different, uh, you know, challenges, and the more uh, we come closer to the coming of Jesus, the more things will uh, will be more visible. But I wonder, even before we moving uh, further, um, uh, both of you, uh, David and uh, Tracy, why was Jesus talking in parables? Why was not Jesus telling them straight uh, 
plainly something they ask some questions says okay this is how it is why is jesus talking in parables mm-hmm. well it's a good question nick i think the short answer is that he had a teaching for his closer disciples and then he had a more open teaching the advantage of a parable of course is that it's very memorable and it means that people could hear what he had to say and ponder it even if they didn't understand it well, the disciples didn't even understand. Mm. Jesus did explain to them privately, but he, he in fact said very strange words in relation to the parables. He said that he teaches in parables so that people won't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and this is not a good marketing strategy, but uh, Jesus knows what he's doing. The point is that he did not want people following him for the wrong reason. And he could easily have worked miracle upon mm. miracle upon miracle. <laughs> Uh, he could have called upon angels to rescue him. There'd be no difficulty in everyone believing in him, and eventually they will. They'll be forced to. But he he loves a cheerful giver. He doesn't want people responding because they sort of grudgingly give intellectual assent to his sovereignty, mm-hmm. but rather that they truly are drawn by the heart to honor him and to welcome him. So because God loves a cheerful giver... He spoke in parables. That's very interesting because I like how you you put it there um, that Jesus said that uh, even though they may hear, they may not understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but that if we go in the Bible a bit further and uh, check these things, why Jesus was talking in parables, is we just compare this with the disciples. He says, to you, mm-hmm. it has been given. Yeah that you'll understand to the Holy Spirit because you have the heart Mm. towards these things to understand. But for those people who in their heart is just to... um, Who are not spiritually discerned. Not spiritually discerned. Mm. uh, Jesus said that if he will say plainly some things, they will twist around Mm. those things for the perdition of many people and even on themselves. What I'm I he also to, had to be careful at that time, you know. He he he, good point, he yes. needed to hang around long enough without the authorities getting hold of him mm. to be able to make any as much impact as possible. So I also think that that was an aspect of it as well that he had to, you know, put it out there that those who were going to you know, wanted to know, mm. would take the time to kind of go, oh, you know, what was he meaning? Let's look into this. And those who uh, w- weren't looking, you know, to understand him and, and come at him with the right heart, but were really looking to seize him and look for things where he was maybe saying things which could be misconstrued as as um, looking to overthrow the government and all of yeah. this kind of thing. And he, and he was, he was accused of that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, and, and it's true, Tracy, because in particular for uh, apocalyptic books uh, like uh, Revelation, when John wrote, uh, you know, the book of Revelation, he wrote in a lots of uh, symbolism. Uh, and maybe that was one of the reasons, you know, people not to understand right there. Uh, but in this case with the parables uh, is because, as David said, uh, it, Jesus is using something uh, to to open your mind you know, Jesus looked in the nature and, for example, he saw maybe a, a sower there and he was trying to paint that picture for the listener that they will be not just with their mind or how to say just uh, they will be with the whole being, with the whole, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, interested in this. And parables are very good object lessons, yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, I love parables, mm. uh, particularly when you know the meaning of the parable, you know. And Jesus, interesting enough, that, that the, every time when the disciples came to him and say, explain this parable, Jesus explained the parable. Yeah, yeah. And I also find personally, I don't know whether this is the same for you, Nick and David, um, the more I study parables, the more I find it's like there's layers Mm. Of of understanding there, there there is just so much to be able to um, understand and and look at how do I pl- apply this to my life kind of thing, and I personally find there's there's layers that I kind uh, of the more I study the more ah okay and, and that's uh, again a very good point because mm. uh, you know uh, you need to base all that teaching. Uh, uh, Comparing the scripture. Otherwise, if you, that's why people fall into the temptation to pick up words from the Bible just uh, ad literam and uh, form, um, you know, a, a theology, a theology or. But when you have something like that, you know, it intrigues you, if you mm. like, mm. to go and learn more and find more and uh, see what was the meaning of this, and then you come. The more you dig. The more precious things you find in the mm. in the in the Bible, and uh, to build your your uh, whole uh, um, faith. Mm. Yeah, I think that's mm. uh, very good. All right, well, uh, let's keep going and yeah. uh, learn a bit more about this parable, which you just uh, brought to our attention. Tracy. Sure, as I as I mentioned, uh, I personally believe that we can apply spiritual gifts, natural gifts given to us as. Uh, uh, Part of our conception, we Psalm one thirty nine uh, thirteen tells us that that it's the Lord who knit us together in our mother's womb. So where we have abilities, that's that's Him who has actually given us those. I also believe it it can pertain to our resources. So I just wanted to touch on some of the spiritual gifts um, that that are given, and that's in Ephesians four eleven to thirteen. Um, that's covered and. It says, and he himself, this is God, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we know that these... um Talents in inverted commas, and I've already explained, I believe, mm. that that covers a number of things. Why are they given to us? They're not given to just uh, glorify ourselves. They're actually given to help the body of Christ uh, come to a particular fullness uh, in the knowledge of of the Son of Son of God. So that's important also to understand uh, when we think about this parable as well. Mm. Um, uh, when we look at the, the parable, the servants say actually they uh, were given stewardship of uh, of these certain talents yep. Yep. to look after them while the master was away. And the master was very happy when what happened was uh, – Rather than just getting back what he was, 
what he gave, there was actually uh, interest and there was a gaining. Mm. You know, there was the 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 five talents which became ten talents, the two which became four. And he was quite angry at the fact that there was the one servant who only he he only got one. And this is very interesting too. He didn't give them all the same. Equally, yep, yep. He gave them all different. And the Bible does tell us uh, in, uh, where is it? I think it's in Romans 12, 4 to 8. I'll just have a quick look when we have a break. Um, it, it, we're given a different, not only different uh, gifts or or resources, we're also given different quantities of those mm, things, different mm. measures of those things. And the Bible tells us that we're given according to our abilities. So right. it's almost like God knows what your potential is. Mm-hmm. And he's saying some have a little bit more potential in some areas than others. We're all equal in God's eyes, but we have different gifts and different talents. And he's not expecting any more of you than he knows that you can do. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So this is this is what you know, the why they all got different amounts is yes. because, you know, they had different Potential, if you like, in those areas. Yes, David. Yeah, they, it's interesting. They all got the same reward, which is the mm. commendation, yes. well done, good and faithful mm-hmm. servant. Yes. And he also told another parable which makes that same point. Some people were hired at the beginning of the day, some yes. at the end. They all got the same reward, which they all agreed to, which was a, a fair day's labor. Mm. And he's, he's generous because he's in charge. And we shouldn't complain because we think that we're doing it tougher than others. Right. So the reward is the same. Yeah, very, very interesting point uh, here, guys. And uh, in my mind came another thing is that because we're talking about preparation, uh, mm. how we await, you mm. know, for these promises of our Lord Jesus Christ to come. Um, now, when you think, oh, I need to wait, then let's put everything down, uh, just Wait, you know, going holiday, whatever, you know what I mean? Was the other way around, actually, you need to be very... Um Active. In, active, intentional. And uh, you know, when you're waiting for something and you've got nothing to fill in the time, the time just seems like it drags on. Yeah. And so if we're not active working for God... It can just feel like, is this actually ever going to happen? We talk about Jesus returning, Mm. and it just seems like he's never coming. But if we're active, working for him, we won't be focused on that. We'll be focused on, I think, we will more and more as we work for him, be thinking about, Gee, uh, yes, I want, I want Jesus to come, but I know there are so many more people to reach mm-hmm. and there's so much more work I have to do. Uh, you know, don't come Jesus and, 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 and he won't, but we, you know, we would, we would naturally have that thing. I've got, I've still got so much work to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't be kind of going, oh gosh, you know, this is just safe, you, taking you, so you're long. You're saying here about value. You know, you are not thinking just about yourself, but you're thinking mm. about others. In this case, uh, all these people, they were uh, looking at what they were given, yeah. uh, a certain value. Uh, and they try to do the best they could to improve that, to multiply that, to, uh, and, um, uh, you know, the master was really pleased. 
uh, with that because in the end, that's what it is. We are here not only for, for our salvation, we are here for the salvation of others. And yeah. if we don't do that, actually we are held accountable. You know, I think though, when the spirit is, when, when you're fully converted, there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe, um, and this is my experience, I, I, believe it's it's a normal thing for all people who have fully converted baptized in the holy spirit that it is a natural desire to want to do what you can to try to spread the message and to try to i mean even if you take the spiritual side of it out i think it's like anything when you're on a good thing when you know you've you've you know, be, you're part of something good. You just want to share it with people. It's just why we have reviews and everything these these days. And that's how you can choose a restaurant or choose a this or choose a that is because people want to share about, yes, this was great. You know, uh, why don't you get on board with yeah. this? And, and, and it's to, a natural thing. And to simplify these uh, things, uh, th- these are the two um, options. We either are uh, uh, passive, passively waiting, or actively. My dear friend listening today, what are you doing? How are you waiting? Um, what's your priority today? I would like to take you to the offer which we have today because we are going to take a short break in a moment. But we have a wonderful uh, offer, End Time Hope. Because when we talk about the end times, many people are, um, you know, coming to this attitude of, wow, what's going to happen? Um, Apocalypse, you know, uh, destruction and, and those things will come. But are you prepared? Are you waiting for a better um, ending? which will be The Journey to Eternity. Mm-hmm. And that's the book which we have uh, for uh, today, End Time Hope, A Journey, a journey to Eternity by Mark uh, Finley. And this is a w- wonderful um, uh, book. I mean, if I mention uh, terrorist threats, uh, school violence, devastating tornadoes, you know, shaky economy, raising of nuclear threats, like we're talking about uh, Iran, North Korea, and so on and so forth. Is that enough to frighten anybody? I believe so, (laughs) you know. Uh, But uh, this book provides answers to confusing dilemma this world is facing. You'll experience hope and you read as you read each chapter. As we explore what the Bible says about what is really going on in our world today. Why not to send us a text message to 04888-80811. And today code is SA205. SA stands for South Australia 205. 205 then. Don't put any space in between them. Just send us the code. Uh, don't add any other comments. Even if you enjoy this book and you like to thank us, you can write another message. <laughs> but uh, to give us the code, just say SA205. And um, our friendly robot will, uh, will help you uh, further. 
I'd like to listen to a song uh, right now and we'll come back to bring it a little bit more together uh, about uh, how we are waiting for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. With us today in the studio, it's uh, Tracy Papandreou and uh, David DeLima. Uh, we are uh, uh, talking about end times and uh, how we are awaiting 
in, in this period of time. That was a wonderful song. Actually, it was a scripture song based on uh, Isaiah 54 and um, encouraging us that uh, even though we may go through some difficult times, um, God is with us. Mm. Nothing should uh, um, scare us or, or overwhelm us. Uh, but during the break, we just have a little discussion here and we were thinking about, you know, how are each one of us and people generally um, dealing with these things as we see signs of the times uh, happening. And uh, David, I thought I will come to you because you travel a lot uh, and you come across different groups of people, communities, uh, uh, even from different beliefs. Um, how are people... Um, approaching this sort of thing as uh, Tracy was presenting uh, before the break in the parable of the talents uh, and we talk a little bit about responsibility and uh, all those things. What do you find out? Are Mm. people uh, preparing? Are people waiting for the coming of the Lord? No, they're not. And uh, Jesus made this point himself by saying that he will arrive as a thief in the night. He will come at a time when we don't expect him. So uh, it seems that many churches seem to hold the view that he's not going to be coming back Mm. and he won't be calling us to account for how we have used the talents that Tracy's mentioned. Uh, People like to speak about the three T's, time, treasure and talent. Mm -hmm. So time, we all have 24 hours a day. Treasure, we've all got some money that we can Mm -hmm. put at the Lord's disposal. And talent, we all have skills. And all of these should be put into operation so that when the Lord returns, he'll be pleased with what we're doing. But we're acting like he's not going to return, or if he does return, he won't be particularly interested in what we're doing. We haven't got much to show for it, some of us, anyway. But uh, I'm fascinated that as we draw close to the Easter season, that Jesus, when he was approaching uh, his his departure from, uh, from life into death and then back to life again, uh, he spoke about about how governments should behave, and I've criticised government today. Uh, Many of us are critical of governments, many churches are, but few of us are doing anything about it, and yet our Lord doesn't want us just to throw stones. He wants us to fix things up. Mm. He wants us to be found working when he returns, and that's working not only to tell people about Jesus but to allow the implications of his lordship to shape the culture Yes. So, uh, you, yeah. you said something which really intrigues me because uh, uh, you go to many Christian uh, groups and uh, and it's true, I came across myself, people telling me if, uh, that we should not teach or preach about the coming of uh, the Lord Jesus, but just to talk about the love of God because God loves us, saves us and so on and so forth. And you know what, that in the Bible, uh, over a thousand times, it speaks about uh, the coming of Jesus Christ. A very important uh, event. Jesus himself said, I'm going to prepare a place, but I'll come again. He emphasized on the fact that he will come again and we need to uh, be prepared, to be ready. That's right. And he also said that he has to go so that we can take up our responsibilities. Mm. And effectively what he said to Peter is, do you love me? Yes, Lord, was the reply. Well, then he said, the business is yours. 
Yes, mm. very good. Well, we have very little time left now, but I wonder, Tracy, if you could bring a little bit together, you know, maybe um, what we talked about uh, today, because indeed we had, um, you know, uh, a very good topic, you know, uh, uh, when we approach this, the Bible, Jesus and, and times. And today we are asking about how do I live in the waiting time? Mm-hmm. When we look at the um, parable, we see that all of the servants were given something, right? And so they had a responsibility to do something with it. And Luke twelve forty eight tells us about our responsibility responsibilities. It's actually quite um, pointed. It says, For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required, and to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. Mm. So I I really believe that um, as committed Christians, we need to be waiting with the understanding that we are to be working. But that working should come from within the heart, Mm. should be a desire um and if you don't have that desire i would say pray about it because i truly personally believe that this desire to want to work in whatever way for god and and whether that is using our time our talents or our our money um that needs to be um something that that we're doing but um i also believe that God is so gracious and I personally believe that when we are working in areas that we have a passion for, we are able to work in that area in a way without um, getting burnt out mm, easily, mm. without... Uh, you know, have, having the right heart as a giver, all of those kinds of things. I remember what really changed things for me was when I did a, a study from a book that's called The Purpose Driven Life. Mm. I don't agree with everything that's written in that book, but what I took away from that is, um, what was, what's in Psalm 139, 13, which talks about the fact that it's God who knits us together in our mother's womb. It's mm. Him who puts it all together and works out you know and and for example yeah i had a passion for the italian language and i put it before god and i said god how can i use this to you he opened the doors for me to go and live in italy Mm. for two years be a full-time student in italian for two years and then start working with a team who was working on translating Christian videos Mm. from English into Italian, an adventure that I didn't dream I would ever get on. But I would say to people, realize that you are meant to be serving God in some way. If your heart is not there yet, pray about it because he has given you things to use for him, for his glory, and and just... um, Pray to him and ask him to yeah. show you how you should be working for Wonderful. him. Wonderful. And thank you so much, Tracy. My dear friend, uh, we are in a waiting time, but we may not have uh, long to wait. That's probably the motive that we should work now um, with all our efforts uh, to do the work which God calls us to do. And maybe not to excuse ourselves to say, you know, I don't want to know more because I don't want to be asked 
uh, a lot. You know, we need to do everything what we can for the um, amazing opportunity to work in partnership with God for the salvation. It's a great opportunity for to the be salvation blessed in a big of, way. Of, uh, everyone. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Tracy. Thank you, David, uh, for uh, being with us uh, today. Um, I would love to mention again to our listener that uh, we have this wonderful book, End Time Hope, A Journey to Eternity by Mark Finley. My dear friend, this book is yours if you send us a text message with the code SA205 to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Okay, uh, we are inviting you to join us again next time because we are going to talk about the Bible, Christ, and a radical salvation. Can love be defined? Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen. But we are risen and stand upright They are brought down and fallen But we are risen and stand upright Some trust in chariots, some in horses But we will remember the name of the Lord our God Some trust in chariots, some in horses But we will remember the name of the Lord our God Oh